Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. I am Rob Maxwell and I am an exercise physiologist. In The Method to the Madness, I explore why things may or may not work in the realm of health and fitness. I use science to explain what you really need to know about current events in fitness and what you should simply ignore. Okay, so today's podcast is all about get to work. What does that really mean in health and fitness? Well, I'm going to talk about it. But before I do, let me thank our very first sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow. And you know what that means? It means they get out there and they do their work. They're great. They can list your house or they can help you find something you want. I will list their information in the show notes. That's the easiest way to get their phone number and their website. All right. So what is work? So oftentimes we hear get to work or we should be working, all these kind of things. And you know what? That's very true in the realm of physical fitness. And I want to try to help you understand what is the most important thing you should be focusing on when you're doing your cardio and when you're doing your strength training. There's a lot of debate over time versus work. And obviously I'm going to explain that. For example, when somebody says they're going to the gym and work out for 30 minutes or 60 minutes or two hours, what does that really mean? And is that the right mindset? I mean, Definitely, I think going to the gym for a certain amount of time is a lot better than going to the bar, in my opinion. But, you know, what do I know? That's just been my experience that it's probably better time spent. At the same time, though, what does that time at the gym really mean? Were you working your butt off the entire time and doing a circuit and going from one machine to the next with barely able to get in a a breath? Or were you kind of hanging out at the front desk bothering the help? Or were you back at the drinking fountain quite a bit more than you should be? You know, and by the way, I'm kidding about bothering the help. Um, I think we've all done it. But you know, there's always that guy in the gym that can sit up there and talk a lot more than he's working. And again, is that better than being at the bar? Probably. But... Do two hours of that and two hours of working your butt off mean the same thing? And I think we all know that the answer is no. So what I want to do today is help you understand what you really can do as far as what you should be tracking. Like what does work mean in the realm of exercise physiology? So. We had to learn a lot of physics in our degree, which is fine. At first it was intimidating, but then once I saw how applicable physics is to exercise and physiology, I thought, wow, this is actually really cool stuff because it could be measurable. So we learned all about the different kinds of work, mechanical work, things like that. And mostly that's what we are talking about when it comes to movement, which is mechanical work. So in the gym, work is really defined as the amount of sets you do 
for the resistance you use for the reps that you do. That is like your total work. So if we really wanted to track total work done, and I'm not advocating that you do this because taking it to this extreme might be a little unnecessary, but what you would do was you would multiply the reps times the load that you used times the amount of sets. Now that in reality would be the total work that you did on that particular exercise, right? So compare that to saying you were on an exercise machine for say three minutes. What does that really mean? You might have done one rep, rested, five seconds, done another rep, who knows? It really doesn't mean anything. But let's say you did 10 repetitions at 100 pounds and you did that three times, well, then you have an exact amount of work that you actually did. Because work does involve moving a load, right? That's work. You can't say, well, I showed up at my dad's work and put in a lot of work today when your dad maybe is in the hauling business, okay? You could say, well, I went there and we had to move these wheelbarrows from this location to this other location 100 yards away and we had to move 20 wheelbarrows. Well, now you can exactly quantify the amount of work that you did. So it's moving a load a certain amount of times, in this case, distance. That is total work. So now you know, okay, so when I go to the gym, for example, then I have work to do. I have to move this load a certain amount of times. And if I want to practice overload, like this wonderful podcast covered last week is one of the seven principles of physical fitness, then I want to try to overload this number. All right. So the moral of the story is in the gym, the total amount of work you do is the exercises times the sets times the reps times the resistance. So what we track really mostly are sets. We don't look at how long a person's here. Now, obviously we have to do some form of that because we're running a business. So all of the workouts have to be programmed into either 30 or 45 minutes. So yes, we do it for that reason, but that's just simple experience of knowing how many sets a person can get in in a certain amount of time and also knowing the individual and knowing if they can do a little bit more than that or a little bit less than that and then knowing what particular type of sets they need to do. So of course, we need to make it into a time constraint too, right? but the real amount of work we measure in sets. Now we already know that there's a rep range that's most productive for people. So the sets aren't gonna consist of say 50 reps or three because we know that's just not very effective. So the rep ranges are always typically gonna be somewhere between six and say 25 or whatever, somewhere in that ballpark. Now, 
the amount of sets we know a person can do and should do is going to fall somewhere between 10 and 15 being very, very effective. That's what we look at. And then we know that the load you should always be the maximum amount of load that a person can use for a particular rep range. So that is already taken into consideration. So when you work out, you need to think about, okay, so the real work I did was I did 15 really quality sets of exercise when I strength train. Well, guess what? You did a lot of work if that's the case. Now, of course, as far as caloric demand goes, because that is also a product of work, then the harder the exercise sets, the more work you got across or you completed. So in other words, say 10 sets of squats and leg extensions and leg curls is going to be a lot more work than 10 sets of bicep curls, tricep extensions, and shoulders. Of course, that's the case. But hopefully we know that we should always keep a balanced workout when we work out and work all of the muscle groups. But to make a long story short on strength training, then I'm going to move to cardio. Focus on the amount of sets, quality sets, that you do when you work out. And again, anywhere from say 10 to 15 is typically considered a really good workout in 30 minutes because we already assume you're doing that for quality because why do bad form, right? I say that all the time, form is everything. So that's how we measure work in the gym. So instead of saying, oh man, I just spent 60 minutes at the gym, it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. How many sets did you do? Uh, I don't know, three. <laughs> which is possible, you know, now you're gonna say, okay, so I know the amount of sets that I was doing, I completed them, I did them, I got in my day's work, okay? So when somebody says, did you put in your work? You can say yes, if that's your answer. Now moving on to cardio, it's really the same thing. So yeah, time is, you know, often talked about, you should exercise 30 minutes a day, you should, bike ride for at least 60 minutes, you should run for 30 minutes, go for a 30 minute walk. Okay, we're guilty of it, we all say it, but is that really quantifying the amount of work? And I think you've listened long enough into this podcast already, 10 minutes and 42 seconds, to know that the answer is no, because what does that really mean? Your walk could have been at, say, three miles an hour, or your walk could have been at four miles an hour, those are two very different things. You could go to the pool if you're a swimmer and jump in and end up talking for a large amount of the time because you got somebody in the lane next to you who likes to talk and then before you know it, your time is up, you jump out and you realize you hardly did any laps or you can jump in and never stop for 30 minutes and obviously you're going to get in a lot more lap. So duration, which is time, doesn't tell us a lot about the amount of work that you do. So when it comes to weight-bearing exercise, there's really nothing better than miles. Because if you put in the miles, you put in the work. That's all there is to it. Now, the higher the intensity is going to dictate what kind of fitness you got out of it. For example, if you're a very fit individual 
and you walk three miles, you are still doing the amount of work. That's a great thing. But the effect for you might be more fat burning versus cardiorespiratory changing. Now, if you're that same individual and you go for a three mile run and you do it at a very brisk intensity, you're putting in the same amount of work as the person next to you, but the effect is going to change. When I say next to you, what I mean is the person who walked for three miles. The effect is going to be a little bit more on your cardiorespiratory fitness or a lot more on your cardiorespiratory fitness, increasing your performance in the cardiovascular components of it versus just fat burning or calorie burning. So miles is a great way to really think about did you put in the work. Somebody might say to me, well, I went for a walk and I did 30 minutes. It's like, oh, okay. Then in my mind, I'm thinking, I have no idea what that means. Like they could have walked along and like stopped every few feet to smell the roses, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that if that's the goal of what they're trying to do. Or they could have power walked the whole way and put in like two and a half miles in that time frame. I don't know. But if they say they ran three miles, I'm like, okay, that's that's a certain level of amount of work right there. Or I power walked three miles and I didn't stop. Okay, that's a lot of work right there. So miles is really work when it taught when we're talking about cardiorespiratory endurance. Now, when it comes to cycling, and this is where it gets now um, backtrack a little bit. It's a little different with cycling because you know you're, it depends on what kind of bike you're on. So a lot of times these wearable devices that we have tell us that we say burned a thousand calories in an hour or maybe even more than that if we're bicycling and we think, wow, I burned a ton of calories. Now that might be true or it may not be true and that's where we don't know if that's really the amount of work that was put into it because remember it's work and I'm using work in the realm of the physics which is what I was explaining earlier so the wearables don't know if you were on an 18 speed carbon fiber aerodynamic triathlon bike or a beach cruiser with one gear it doesn't know so you didn't really put in a thousand calories burn a thousand calories of work if you were on your aerodynamic bike most likely because a lot of that work was being helped by the equipment that you were using you probably did maybe burn that amount of calories in say 20 miles if you did that on a beach cruiser for sure because now you're doing most of the work. There's not gears to help you. There's not a light frame to help you. There's not aerodynamics to help you. So there's nothing wrong with these wearables and all that. I'm not implying that. What I am implying is it doesn't really know how many calories you burned because that's not a fair level of work. Now what is in cycling is watts. Watts. Watts is a unit of work. You know that because a certain amount of watts will light up your room, it'll light up your car lights. Certain amount of watts is a way to measure how much work or how much energy is being expended. Now, most people don't have watt meters on their bicycles. Now, 
the endurance athletes that are really into triathlon and road cycling. Now they do, very commonly they do. And a lot of exercise bikes have watts on them. So you can see as you're pedaling along on your life cycle, that's what I have for an exercise bike. It's gonna tell me how many watts I'm at. So 100 watts is 100 watts. 150 watts is 150 watts. 200 watts is 200 watts. So somebody says to me, well, I went out and I bicycled for 60 minutes. I'm like, oh, great. I mean, I, I still don't know what kind of workout they got. None of us could. Now, when you read about these elite cyclists and they say, you know, they were averaging 500 watts per hour or whatever, you're like, oh my goodness, like that is a ton of work, okay? So work, as you're seeing, all is about load. So in the case of cycling, you're part the load. Now, the equipment you're using, again, is all part of the equation. So the only way we can really measure that, again, is in the form of watts on a bike. So again, you may not have that. What are you gonna do? Because the method of, to the madness in my job here at the gym is to try to help you know how to quantify things. So the bottom line is, if you are using your own bike all the time, your same bike, and you don't have a way to measure watts, the best thing you can use again would be miles because at least then you know, unless your body weight drastically changes, that it's going to be the same amount of work when you bike 25 miles on the same bike. You can make it harder or easier based on the gears that you're using, but at least you know you're putting in the work versus saying, I'm gonna go for a 60 minute ride. Again, you're not, we really can't quantify like how much you did in that 60 minutes. So you're better off to, again, go by miles with that too. Or if you want to spring for a thing to measure your watts, that could actually work pretty well too. They're not really that expensive, but they're a little bit added. Now, I don't want to dissuade anybody from exercising. So if all that sounds too technical and you're like, I just want to go for a 30 minute bike ride, I just want to ride on the beach for 30 minutes, all that is great, go for it. I'm just saying that if we really want to quantify work, then we have to use the right terms. All right, so for weightlifting, it's gonna be more about the amount of sets that you put in, not the amount of time in the gym. For running, walking, jogging, it's going to be the miles that you put in. For cycling, it's gonna be more about the miles, less about the time, but even more about the watts. And for the swimmers out there, I don't wanna leave you out, it's gonna be the yards as well. So. The amount of work that you're gonna put in, okay? Again, keeping yourself yourself consistent every time, meaning when you swim, there are different things you can use to help your swimming and train you, so to say, like little toys we call them, like pool boys and fins and things like that. All those are great, but every time you use them, you are making the task a little bit easier which sometimes that's okay because you're trying to learn technique but what i'm trying to say here is that if you do say 500 yards with the pool boy that is not as much work by the way what that does is it makes your lower body more buoyant you put it between your legs or if you do 500 yards without the pool boy that is going to be more work than if you use the pool boy so you have to keep things consistent but in the water it's gonna be more about the distance that you put in, again, 
the yardage or if you go far enough, literally the miles, it's not going to be about the time. So when somebody says, I swam 1500 meters today, I know how much work they put in. And if they said they did it without any props or toys, I'm thinking, okay, that's more work. If they said they swam for 30 minutes, I don't know, or none of us really knows what that means. So that's the amount of work there. Just to wrap up some of the other cardio devices you have, like the, the Stairmasters and the step mills and all that, they're going to also give you an indicator of work. They will use watts if they're bicycle oriented and sometimes they're on the treadmills as well and on the ellipticals and on the Stairmasters. And they're going to use METs, which stands for metabolic equivalents. The higher the MET, the more work you are doing, but it's going to come down to what you accomplished again. So in, there, in those cases, it would be the amount of floors you covered or miles you did on the elliptical versus the time that you're on it. So get out there and get your total work in. And when you do a lot of work, make sure that you're taking care of all of your recovery needs. There's so many great ways to get in recovery. Good massage, sleep of course, proper nutrition, and also chiropractic is awesome as well. I'm a big fan and believer in chiropractic treatment, and I also know that you have to get the right one and the right one that works for you. So our one of our chiropractic people that we highly recommend is chiropractic physician, physician sorry, Doris Antos, she's absolutely unbelievable. She has been up in the Ormond Beach area for over 18 years. She's been doing this a very long time and she helps patients overcome all kind of chronic pain, helps them recover from injuries and illnesses and uses spinal decompression, class four laser therapy and manual therapy. She's phenomenal, give her a shout. All of her information will be in the show notes as well because it's a lot easier to go check that than to hear a phone number and try to write it down as you're driving or exercising. So until next time, be max fit and be max well.